Hey, what's up all of you who are tuning in to check out our latest message right here online. Listen, it's going to be a great message and we hope that you enjoy, but even more than that, we would love to see you in person at one of our live weekend worship experiences. If you're not in our area, we want to encourage you to find a local church where you live because we just believe that we're no good alone. We're better together and you need family. So if you're not in our area, make sure you find a place where you live where you can attend a physical church and become family. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message and have a good day. Come on, we're talking about Jesus faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many thankful for his faithfulness tonight? Amen. Bring me up a little bit more. Amen, amen, amen. So good to see all of you guys tonight. Let's turn in our Bibles. We're going to go straight there. I'm going to be very conscious of the time tonight. I want to get through uh, everything that I believe God has for us tonight. How many knows that we should always um, be sensitive uh, to the Holy Spirit? Amen. And so I want to do that, but I think at the same time, we, I recognize we have school and, and workplace and all those things tomorrow, but tonight we are in the right place. Amen. So, Father, tonight I ask that you would anoint this time, Father. We sent your presence in this room. God, I thank you that what the enemy meant for evil, bro, we could, just, we could just go right there. What the enemy meant for evil, God, you were turning it around for our good. And we thank you for that. Be with us tonight. Teach us tonight. Instruct us tonight. Guide us tonight from your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen, amen. If you brought your Bibles, let's go tonight to the book of Ecclesiastes. I give you permission to use the table of contents in the front of your Bible. <laughs> and some of you are looking at me like, I don't have my Bible, and I'm not using my phone because I don't think your jokes are funny. That's A-OK. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, begin with verse 1, says this. There is an opportune time. This is the message translation because uh, it relates on a level that I can understand um, because I'm embarrassed to have the children's Bible with the pictures in it. So my next best thing is the message translation. There is an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on earth, a right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap. Everybody say right time. A right time to kill and another to heal. A right time to destroy and another to construct. A right time to cry and another to laugh. A right time to lament and another to cheer. A right time to make love and another abstain. Stop. When I saw that today, I mean the other day when I was like, for real, Jesus? Yes. There's a right time to make love and a right time to abstain. A right time to embrace and another to part. A right time to search and another to count your losses. A right time to hold on and another to let go. A right time to rip out and another to mend. A right time to shut up. How many here would just, I know just somebody probably just nudged your spouse right there and just said, listen to this preacher, what he's saying. A right time to shut up. And another to speak, okay? And a right time to love and another to hate. A right time to wage war and another to make peace. Everybody say, God's timing 
Oh, come on now. We got to say it like we believe. You're like, I don't know what you're finna say. Now, faith here. Here we go. God's timing is always right. <laughs> Selah. God's timing in our lives as we walk out this journey is absolutely, positively, always correct. Regardless if you think it is or not, regardless if you, if you question the time schedule, his timing is always, always right. So last time I began sharing from this subject or this topic or this thought, when God says no, when God says no. We got a lot of great response from this uh, series, so we're going to keep steering uh, that way tonight. But I believe that all, every one of us in this room have, have been affected at some point in our life by the word no, Yes. I mean, whether that, was, whether that was as a child, your parents saying, no, 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 no. I mean, other than, if you think about it, other than, especially for small babies, other than mama and dada, what's the next third word of the first words they ever say? It's true. No. No, 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 no. Is Jenna saying no yet? Yeah, she, see, it's, it's which, which came first, mama or dada? Dada, and then mama, and then no. Okay. So no is in the vocabulary from a very young age. We as parents also instill in our children as they grow up to grown adults who move out and take on bills of their own and, and you still feel the need to instruct. Why? Because we love them as parents, right? So we've all been affected at some point in our lives, but, but no. But, but to experience a no from God can be, can be somewhat unsettling would, would everybody agree has anybody ever had a no from God maybe something that you've been believing for oh I'm just in a church and he just lets y'all do whatever that's not the gospel we preach here okay I'm just saying but there are times in our life that whether it's something we're believing him for or maybe it's something we're asking God for or maybe through tragedy we really felt like this would be the result through prayer that would happen but we may not have got a no but however, it didn't happen the way we thought it would, okay? Through healing and those type things, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that we, don't, we don't like no. A lot of people have made the decision to leave church in general based on God's no. And if you remember what I told you last week, every single no that God gives us, there's always a greater yes that comes up behind. And you think about, as, as, as parents, we're saying no, and I told you last week, the, 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 a toddler, a fork in the hand of a toddler running towards an outlet is not a good idea, right? So we want to prevent them from experiencing hurt, pain, and tragedy. And even as our children grow up and they become older, and, and, and you don't want them to experience that pain. And our Heavenly Father is the exact same way. So there are many, many ways that we hear no from God I re I'm just reminded though that his ways are higher his thoughts are higher so when we get a no whether we hear it no or through circumstances we we understand that's God's no but his ways and thoughts for us are higher and I told you last week that in order for us to wrap our heads around and try to to accept a no from God it comes down to two things how many remember what it was anybody remember trust and timing trust and timing song that I used to hear my dad singing all the time around the church and around the house trust and obey for there's no other way 
to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. We're never going to obey his word if we don't trust him. So it comes down to trust. So you ask yourself, do I truly, do I really trust God even when I don't understand? Do I really trust him? Am I capable of trusting his timing even though it's not working out in the way I think it should? Go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, begin with verse 5. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. You know this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Stop. Everybody say trust. It said trust in the Lord. Not Facebook. Not your job. Not your boss. Not the government. Not the opinion of others. Not your checking account. Trust in Even when people on Facebook talk bad about you, even when your boss is on your case, even when, trust him, even when your checking account looks low, trust him. Everybody say trust. Trust him. Trust in the Lord with all. Everybody say all. Trust him with all your heart. It's hard to trust him with all of this if we're giving this to everybody else that has no business to have this. Hello. It's hard to give him all. That's why it's from the very beginning it's saying, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So if he has your heart and you don't remove it from his hands, it's kind of hard to give it to somebody else who doesn't have your best interest at heart. Everybody say trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Don't lean into how you're, un- how you're understanding this thing to work out, this new job, this, this, oh, I hate my job. I need a new job. Anybody in the room? We're going to get there. I'm going to bring this to a positive. And I actually heard a praise report tonight, and I won't share it, but but, um, I'm just telling you, God's timing is everything. He will put you you in places. He will actually cause, well, he will allow devastation to happen just so he can position and put you in the right place for your miracle and maybe to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm just telling you. Oh, Update on our flooring, we're still walking around on concrete floor and a little cutout in our bedroom. There's carpet in the bedroom and then this, this concrete area. I call that the holy place. I don't, it's literally a hole. So, so the insurance company was $4,000 short of what it was going to take. And a friend of ours that's in flooring is just going to do it for cost. But the insurance company came up $4,000 short. You know B, he went into freak out mode. I'm emailing everybody and their mama. You can't help me. I need to talk to your supervisor. We got to figure this out. They said, oh, Mr. Weber, we understand this supplements and this type of a claim. That it's, 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 it's common. I was like, okay. To the tune of $4,000. I understand my part. That's called deductible. Well, after a couple emails, and we sent them an itemized summary of what it was going to take from our contractor who's doing everything for cost and low labor, we got a second response from the insurance company that said, oh, we're sending the first check that was going to cover a portion and still be $4,000 short. And then on top of that, we're going to cover everything. You don't even have to pay a deductible, and we're giving you a little some extra. Huh? huh? Come on now. If I was in some church, I'd be like, Ain't, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he show up in a way that you, I mean, I almost said I didn't expect him, but I do expect him to. I was talking to Sarah Hires on the phone and sharing with her and Adam what was going on. And the and first thing she said was, you're a tither, right? I said, yep. That's how the unexplainable happens. 
When you trust and obey, even when your checking account says you shouldn't do that because you need to do this. I can't explain it. It's called trusting his timing. If I'd have known that that was how it was going to go down, I don't really know that I agree with how he's doing this. But trust and timing. Trust his timing. He will never, ever, ever, ever fail you. I'm telling you. I can't tell somebody else's story, but I can tell mine. And he's been faithful, even when I haven't been faithful. But every day I pick myself up and I'm saying, God, I want to remain faithful. Help me to be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of my washing machine just threw up gallons of water all over my house. God, I trust that you're going to work all this out. And he did exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could have ever asked or thought. Yes, that's Jesus. And I'm telling you that not to boast on us. I'm telling you that because he can do the same for you. If he can use and he wants to continue to bless somebody who's jacked up, makes stupid decisions in my life. I'm telling you when, you, when you surrender and say, God, I trust you. I trust your timing. You can't say I trust you but still want to do it on your own. I got 10 minutes and I'm only on page two. I, I, I just want, if I just don't do anything else but shake you up right here and go, trust his timing. Trust him. He's got you. He knows where you are. I got to get through this because none of this would make sense until we get to the end. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. Everybody say acknowledge. How do you acknowledge? By putting God first. That's acknowledging a lot of Christians come to church. This is their worship stance. You're not acknowledging. Just your presence here is not acknowledging God. Can I be Pastor B for a minute? And we all worship differently. I get that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to beat and push and all that. But bless God, in just a couple of weeks, they're going to be throwing this, this down the field. And we're going to lose our minds, gator people. Y'all going to lose your mind when y'all have a horrible season again this year? I know, I know. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Everybody's leaving. I'm just kidding. We're going to lose our mind over, over the, all these plays, but when we come in here, we want to be so reserved. Why? Because society and church has taught us to be, it's, it's, it's one thing to be reverent, but it's another just to not acknowledge him at all. You cannot sing a song like, I'm going to see a victory if you don't really believe it. You'll have no emotions if you don't really believe it. That's why I, I'm, I'm up here sweating. I walk back then, I'm like, dear God, I feel like I'm just in a, in a sauna. But it's because I just believe that no matter what I go through, whatever the enemy is, is meant for my bad, <laughs> if we would have went on to Gainesville that three Sundays ago and not stopped by the house, I'd have lost everything in my house. They would have actually tore down every wall inside my house. They already had to drill holes at the bottom where the water passed through. I'm telling you, what the enemy meant for our bad, God turned it all around for our good. And he wants to do the same for you. But it's kind of hard for him to work on your behalf when he don't have your heart. And the reason we know he doesn't is because you don't trust his timing. So we acknowledge him first in our decisions, first in our relationships, first in our finances, first in our family, first in our marriage, first in everything. He has to be first. That's how we acknowledge that he is first in our life. 
When, when I open up my day and I go, God, I, I, everything that I do today, I'm putting you first. When I show up at the gas station, when I go across the street to Walmart, when I'm wherever I'm at, I'm, I, it's not just what I'm needing to do in that moment, but God, is there somebody else that I could actually touch? Is there somebody else that I could speak life into a very, very traumatic situation? Are you doing that? Are you looking for ways to say, God, this day is about, it's, yes, I, you've given me a job and I'm going to be faithful at that thing and I'm going to do that thing and I'm going to earn a paycheck. But God, first and foremost, this day belongs to you. And whatever you want to do with me, it's your business. That's just how I'm living now. I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got, come on. Everything I'm not, I'm yours, Lord. It's true. That's just how I'm living. It's stress-free. Amy's like, well, you ain't doing a good job at it because you're stressed out. You're stressing me out. It's a process. But he must be first. He must be the number one priority. Say trust and timing. Proverbs 16, 9 says this. I don't even know if it's on the screen, but I, this is what it's going to say. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I can make all the plans I want, but it's him. Now, now for a long time, up until just prior to coming in here tonight when I was re-looking at this, we always look at it that I'll make the plans, God will direct the steps, but sometimes the steps aren't forward because the plan wasn't about him. He'll direct your steps. It may be to that thing or it may be away from that thing. And that's usually the no that we don't like. We don't like, we didn't like no when mom and daddy said no, and we don't like no when the preacher says no. We don't like no when the boss says no. We don't like no. And we really don't like no when God says no. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people walk out because they got to no. know. And why do we do that? Because we want to do what we want to do. And God, you're just going to have to accept me. That's how I am. Your grace covers. That's not how that works. Got to acknowledge him by putting him first. Amen. Anybody get anything out of this tonight? I may not get through all these, and that's okay. There's another night next Wednesday. We've got another Wednesday in the month. Every area, we've got to let God lead. Everybody say, God lead. About 10, 20 years ago, you used to have them license plate put on the front of your car. It said what? God's my co-pilot. Y'all remember those? God is, God is not a co-pilot. He's the pilot. And, and I'm not the co-pilot. The Holy Spirit is. It's the Holy Spirit that's the navigator. Think about what's in the cockpit. You got the man, man number two, number three. God the Father, God the Son. God. All I am is a steward. I'm a steward. You know, the people that come down through there and feed you. Steward, serving other people who are on the trip, on this destination, and we're trusting that the captain and the co-captain and the other guy who's navigating, that would be the Holy Spirit. That they got us in control. I'm not up in that cockpit saying, hey, man, I ain't got no education, but um, I'm going to need to be up here with y'all. That's how we do God. God, I need to run this thing. You know how I'd run that thing? He must be first. He must be in control. We got to let God guide us. We got to let God lead us. God guides and directs through no. That's how he guides and directs. Because you're either going to get a yes for passage or you're going to get a no. And sometimes when we get a no, we just like, 
I hear you, but I got to do my thing. Somebody say, was that necessary? No, because that's what we do. <laughs> we will tip over relationships. We will see you, church. Y'all don't do it like I want it done. I'm just keeping it real. Is that okay? We just take advantage of people and we just throw them out. If we don't, if they don't, if we don't get our way, let God lead. Let God guide. And sometimes it's going to be a no. Hot news flash. The more and more you walk with him, you'll understand his heart. And you'll less likely hear no because your steps will be consistently ordered of him and guided. You, your steps will become steps that he would take because it's less of me and more of him. So therefore, I'm not here. You don't want to, you don't want to hear no start doing what mommy and daddy said. Right? You don't want to hear no from the father? Get, get, get with him and get his heart. And then when you have his heart, you'll begin doing everything as if he was. You're just, you're just a steward. I'm stewarding this thing. In January, this isn't, this isn't, this is, none of this is mine. You don't belong to me. I was having a conversation with a pastor in Georgia just yesterday. He said, one of the things I'm learning in ministry is, this is not my church. And these are not my people. And I said, you're absolutely right. I'm just a steward. So when it's all said and done, I can stand before him and he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, steward. Steward. How are you stewarding? How are you stewarding your life? Are you looking out for those around you or are you looking out for number one? Uh, excuse me, can, can, I have, can I have some extra peanuts over here, please? Can I have some Coke, please? Oh, I got to pay for it? Well, let me off this plane. <laughs> Feel like I dropped a bomb in here. Everybody's going. How does God say no through His Word? A lot of times we don't even like we don't even hear the hear no because we don't get in here. So then He has He has He has some some precautionary measures. He has so after His Word because His Word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Then He goes through leadership. What's leadership? Leadership is our parents, our pastors, our employer, our accountability partner. Holy Spirit said, write that one down. Every one of us should have an accountability partner. If you're married, it'd be your spouse. But there should also be someone else. That, that, that keeps your spouse healthy. That keeps your marriage healthy. You need somebody outside that, that's going to look at you and say, somebody that can speak into your life and you not get offended. Did you hear me? Somebody that can speak into your life and you not get offended. Somebody who can say, hey, bro... Bro, you, need to, you really need to stop that. I've been down that road. That road you're on leads to destruction. And I've literally had that conversation with people, and I've gotten this. And I'm just trying to hold, because I know what's, I, I what's going to happen. I've been there. I got the T-shirts. Got a whole wardrobe. I told you I was jacked up. Got a whole wardrobe of shirts. And I got to know. I got a no from God because I was, but, 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 no. Well, but God, don't, 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 aren't you? Yeah, but no. Because sometimes a no means they're not ready. And, 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 and we, we read that last week with Paul and Silas and, and, and they wanted to go to, 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 to Asia and they got no. And then they wanted to go to uh, uh, Bithynia, I think it was, and, and no. 
Because God had, they eventually were able to go there, but there was, there was a reason why. There was a reason why. We're not going to get there tonight. We'll bring it back next Wednesday. But there's a reason why for the no. But I don't understand. You got to trust his timing. You got to trust why. Because I'm going, but God, I, but surely you don't want to see them go through over and over and over and over what they're going through. God, I, I can step in. I've been there. I can, sh- I can share it all. No. His ways are higher. His thoughts are greater for you and for me. We don't want to be held accountable as the music softly plays. We don't want to be held accountable because we want it our way. What's that, what's that song? Can't nobody tell me nothing. There's a lot of people singing that song. And I ain't talking about because it it's a hot tune on the radio. I'm saying that's the theme of their life. Pastor can't tell me nothing. If you don't submit to Jesus, I'm just telling you. You're going you're gonna to face down. Face down. We must, we must find somebody. It's a confidant. It's a confidant. We talked about this. It's somebody that can, that can listen to what you're going through and not regurgitate it in the streets. And they won't even, they won't even hold it against you. They won't even think anything less of you. It's called a confidant. It's called an accountability partner. It's somebody who's, who sees what God sees. This has been our prayer for, for, for the leadership team as, as we're preparing for transition. God, let us see this thing how you see it. God, let us see people how you see people. That's what an accountability partner is. It's somebody who can see not where you are, but where you're going. It's somebody who can see past where you are and and know exactly what God wants for your life and is willing to walk beside you and help you get there no matter the cost. Oh, and when you you fall in the ditch with people and jump down in the ditch, you're going to get some of that caca on you. You know what caca is? That's the stuff that, that you see all over Facebook. That's called caca. I can't believe so-and-so and so-and-so with so-and-so and so-and-so. Have you looked in the mirror? Have you really? Do, 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 do you not see yourself the way God sees you? Before repentance? Because once you repent and it's under the blood, it's done. But we walking around like we got this thing together. We, we good. And ain't nobody tell me nothing. Man, I, I, I'm, first and foremost, I'm accountable to God. And that's scary. I still get nervous doing this. And I want God to always keep me nervous. Because I recognize that I can't do this. I'm not eloquently speaking. I spit. I, I, I don't even say the right words. I make up words. I don't do it like everybody. But I'm not everybody else. I'm me. And you're you. And he wants to use you. Right where you are. Gosh, I wish I, I, I wish it wasn't Wednesday. Because there's, and I'm going to say this and I'm done, I promise. There's a reason why you are where you are right now. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Where you are right now. 
you're right where you're supposed to be. I'm just telling you. Come back next week for part three. I'm telling you. Don't get, don't get, don't get, don't sabotage what God has for you because of your complaining about where you are right now. I don't know who that's for, but I'm just telling you. Don't sabotage the next for now. Because God's got next, but we stuck in now. We can't see next. But where you are, be confident that He has you in the palm of His hand, right where you are, in your job, in the relationship, in the marriage. I didn't say it was all right. I'm just saying where you are, you're there on purpose. And He's got you. Trust His timing. Don't be quick to move. We'll get to part three next week, okay? I love y'all. I just want to be a good steward. Make sure everybody's good and okay. And ultimately, that everybody gets on, on the plane, on board for the journey. Not just y'all in here, because y'all, y'all are already sitting waiting to take off. I'm talking about everybody else. It, jumbo jet, you ain't seen the plane this big. What God has, no man has seen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. What God is going to do through some people who are learning to be stewards. But ultimately, it's to get everybody on board. It's my role. And to make sure everybody makes it. Father, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word, God. I thank you that it it is planted, the seed is planted deep in fertile soil tonight. That God, people don't, they don't leave feeling defeated. They don't feel like all beat up. God, they feel, God, just right now, just I ask in the name of Jesus that every single person in the sound of my voice would be strengthened by the Holy Spirit tonight. Confident with where they are, that they're not alone and you are right there with them, trusting your timing, God. We trust you and we thank you for what you've entrusted to us that we might be good stewards. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen. It's a great night. Thank y'all for being here. Look forward to seeing y'all on Sunday. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.